This is a Not Just A Guy production. Let me talk at ya. Welcome one and all to Not Just A Guy, hosted by myself, Not Just A Guy, the guy Garbrionis. This is the show about struggling in storytelling, whether you are a musician, you're an artist, you are a filmmaker, you're trying to get your art realized and I think that something we all come to realize very quickly and something we're realizing right now is that that ain't an easy task. Uh, I am uh, coming to you live. Also, this is the first episode. Uh, if you're an audio listener, you won't even notice, but if you are uh, checking this out on YouTube, this is the first episode where there is video. Uh, it is not perfect. I realize I look a little washed out uh, just because I'm using natural lighting. Uh so right now, you know, this may not be how it always looks, but I wanted to, you know, I wanted to look out at the beautiful, beautiful, you know, scenery, the beautiful nature and realize why am I not out there? I am in here uh, speaking into a microphone. But the reason why I'm not out there is because it is hot as heck here in Southern California. Uh, I'm used to the heat. I'm from Central California where it is dry and arid and it sucks. Uh, it is still very hot here, but it's a lot more gooey. Also, I like, I like, usually I record these over uh, at my desk, but I like this. I'm free. Look at this. I have space. I'm usually locked into the desk, like recording like this, but I, I, I can move around. I can be lively. I can have fun. Coming to you at a very, very interesting time uh obviously if you if you are keeping up with the news especially in the entertainment industry we are amidst the strikes uh the sag aftra and wga strikes you know wga went on strike first and then sag aftra joined soon after the dga they already made a deal and as someone who is in a an i mean i am a filmmaker and i hope to i would like to be in all three unions uh, although you know directing is my my passion first and foremost as well as writing those are the the like the two main things that i'm really really into um but i also do act in things i act in my own stuff and so i could see myself maybe being a part of that all that to say i am a little disappointed that the dga just kind of went ahead with the deal but this is really important um this issue it, it you know people are misunderstanding and i think there is a good portion of people that aren't in the industry that are misunderstanding what is going on i i keep seeing this thing where people they see you know a-list actors talking in support of the strike and what i think i keep you know what keeps popping up is people saying like oh well uh, this is just the rich trying to get richer. It's just these A-list stars wanting more money, and that is not what it is at all. People have been talking about how you have to meet a certain amount of money uh, to be part uh, to get healthcare from the unions uh, in SAG-AFTRA, and a lot of people aren't meeting that that requirement. They aren't making enough money because they are they're working paycheck to paycheck, which you know, many of us are, you know, when I was working at Lowe's, I was working paycheck to paycheck. When I was working at the equipment center, I was working paycheck to paycheck. But the difference is I knew, you know, even if I missed a day because I was sick, I always knew I'm going to get a paycheck every two weeks. There was never a moment when I worked at either one of those jobs where I was like, I'm not going to get a paycheck. Even when we would, you know, for the equipment center, when I went on uh, Christmas break, you know, or we had like the school shut down for uh, the holidays because there was no classes and I still got paid over that break you know it, you know obviously it wasn't as much but it was there was you know there was a bone like it was all these different things I never had to worry about that if your main profession is acting 
it's really hard uh, you know unless you know once you i think once you gain a certain level of notoriety jobs you know you do get more offers you maybe don't have to audition as much um unless you want to unless the filmmaker wants you to but the big thing is that there are a lot of actors that are out there auditioning you know spending so much money to audition doing callbacks coming back you know doing all these you know having to rush around town try and work around whatever job they have you know they're spending so much money out of pocket and they're having to pay rent and they're having to pay bills and they are you know maybe they do land a gig on a streaming show but that's a, a big thing is the the residuals or or lack thereof that come with streaming when you think about like network television you know you think about shows that go into syndication you know they get over a hundred episodes you know your friends your Seinfeld Supernatural things like that these shows that are very long running they you know the actors get residuals from that you know when a movie plays on TV an actor gets residuals from that there's this thing where people want to just pay less for streaming residuals and, and give people you know we, we I've seen so many actors coming out and posting like some of them are getting getting like 27 cents you know 30 some odd cents it's like that you know how like dehumanizing that is like to say your continued work that we are still getting eyeballs on and we're getting attention we're getting subscribers from it, that's how much it's worth to us is it, it is 27 cents 25 cents 30 cents like that is why would you even want to be part of something like that where you're going to be treated like your your work isn't you, you put in time and effort and, and another thing you know is people don't realize a lot of actors have to relocate for shoots production you know in productions not that many shoots actually go on in the los angeles area there's been so many productions that you see nowadays they take place in atlanta they shoot in pinewood studios over in the uk things like that and people don't understand is you have to relocate for that you you have to stay there for the duration of the shoot and if it's a tv show you're there for the duration of that show's life and and you don't if you don't make enough money from that, then it, not only do you have to pay for your residence and wherever you're shooting, but then you probably still have a home back somewhere else. Think about, you know, how much you're having to pay for that and getting locked into like a lease or, you know, having to worry about getting a rental car so that when you aren't shooting, you know, you you can get around and, you know, be able to live your life and not just be confined. But that's that, what what is baffling to me is just this lack of any sort of empathy is that people aren't there they are just looking at the surface level and they're not even understanding the surface level that they're saying like all actors are paid so well no they aren't they really aren't i know so many people that are acting and going to auditions and doing all these things and are having to work other jobs you know it, there there are so many filmmakers i know who yes they get gigs but they also have to have something else to actually pay the bills because they aren't making that much money it's ridiculous like you, if this was a, a a different kind of a union strike you know like you would understand it's it's not coming from a place of selfishness it's coming from a place of i am putting my life into making my art and this art is making the you know the shareholders the producers the studio heads is making them so much money money that some of us cannot even fathom like when i look at some of these numbers that some of the the studio heads make i just it is almost it's one of those things where you you look at it and you're just like money isn't real like it's 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 like a numb like you just look at this number and you go i will probably never see that much of anything 
456 million. I will never see 456 million things, like, let alone that much in money. Like, the divide is just so crazy. And it gets into the idea of how can you quantify how much someone's work is worth and how much their hard work and effort is worth. That that's a different story for you know like to really to think about what else is the big problem is that how do how does how does back end pay you know if you don't know that there are some actors who will they will take less money up front uh to work on a, a film in return for they get money on the back end you know when movies starts making money at like the box office they get percentage of that gross whether it's first ticket or it's you know once a certain amount is reached then they get some how does that work with streaming if a movie goes straight to streaming how are you further compensated for the deal that you made when that when those kind of situations have popped up people once again have just jumped on the oh well the rich just want more money these actors just want more money it's not so much about that it's about honoring your deal it's about honoring what that person is bringing to your your production what is making that money i have always been for streaming in the sense that i you know i'm a young filmmaker i'm someone new and it streaming is opportunity you look at some of the shows and films that have been put out through streaming documentaries as well they have been so diverse and they have been they have looked at so many different cultures and they have told stories that would not have been told otherwise but then it gets into this spectacle spectacleization that's not a word but i'm making it up spectacleization of streaming trying to make streaming compete with the theatrical experience which the two are very different experiences uh inherently they they you can never have them be one-to-one but when you have these movies and these streaming series that are going to you know straight to whatever service they're they're a part of how is that money going to be made up because when you when you think about it, it there's always going to be a cap to the number of subscribers a service can have that's just that's just math that's just general you know there it's never there eventually will be a point that it, it reaches and then some people have to cancel subscriptions because they just can't pay for it anymore or maybe it's just they they don't use it and so they they want to get rid of it or get, go down to a lower tier and pay a little less and so i think now we're at a point where streaming isn't the end all be all and we're remembering that the theatrical you know experience that is a big thing that is a very that is a a a pinnacle it is a column of filmmaking of why these films are made in the first place why we put our art on the big screen but again you have to pay the people that are putting butts in seats. That is the whole thing. You want to make these big movies that, you know, cost so much, but you need to fairly compensate not just, you know, the actors, you know, even the top build actors, but the background actors and people who are maybe only in a couple of scenes. You need to fairly pay the writers. We have the, so many stories that keep coming out about how Writers go to award shows where they their show is getting is getting all this acclaim and all these nominations, and then they are still struggling to make it, or they have another job. I saw a tweet the other day about someone who was talking about how they were a series regular on a show for quite a bit, and that they would have to be moving back in with their parents not too long after that because they can't afford to continue to live down here and pursue their dream. So often it is just about, you know, the profit over the art. And look, I I know how the world works. Money makes the world go round, sadly. I wish it didn't. Um, but I I know that it this it is about it, it it's called show business. It's th- those two words jammed together. It's show, you know, show, the art. 
the spectacle, the exhibition, all that mixed with the business, the money, the people giving you the money, who's going to who's going to promote the film, who's going to market it, who's going to do all these things. But for me, that is always going to be the killer of creativity when it comes down to, you know, if if I can't literally live then I can't tell my art. If I can't put a roof over my head, for me, I could care less if I'm making millions of dollars. Would that be nice? Yeah, I don't think most people would mind making a million dollars. But for me, as long as I am getting to tell my art my way and people are responding to it, not necessarily that it needs to be loved by everybody because you can't please everybody. Nothing is perfect. No art is perfect. But that it inspires somebody or it hits a chord or, you know, strikes a chord with someone who needed that story to be told or someone just went and had a, a great time watching it. They, it let them escape from something that was bothering them in their life and they just got to see something awesome on the big screen, have a good time with their friends, family, a loved one, you know. For me, that's why I do it. And, and I would like to, you know, as someone who is, because I'm a filmmaker, but I'm not in the industry. That's that's where the divide is is because you know i'm not union and i hope to be one day uh and i'm aspiring to be but the thing is if i'm going to join those unions i want to know that that i'm valued that i am going to be compensated that i'm going to be taken care of and that you know that i'm not going to get screwed out of money on jobs i take just because the guidelines in these contracts allow me to be taken advantage of and then you see these things like the idea of scanning background actors and giving them one day's pay, but you can use their likeness forever, like till the for the end of forever, watching movies in 2099. That is that is truly dehumanizing to take someone's likeness, something that is so unique to them, something that that is one of the only things they have ownership of. And to say, yeah, well, we paid you one time, but we're going to use your face a thousand bajillion times. So. That seems like a pretty, we paid you that, no, that is the biggest mound of crap. AI can never make a movie like Jurassic Park. Think about that. I don't care what they tell you. I have the ultra super mega awesome algorithm. You will never make a movie that has any amount of magic like that. And it's just, ugh. I, have, I said it last week. You could convince me that there are aspects of AI that can help, whether those be organizational or, you know, over maybe you know different mathematical uh approaches you know like or applications that you could use it for when it comes to the magic and the just the personal touch of storytelling it will never ever in a bajillion years mean jack diddly squat and to see how hard they are you know the ai keeps coming up in the negotiations and we keep seeing how they they want to keep it at play. It is just, it's mind boggling. And that's the thing that kills me is that because of how little the pay is and because of how, you know, sometimes it is very much a an exclusive club basically to get into the industry and how about how Hollywood will just kind of push certain people out. It sucks that there are some people who have stories and who have ideas and who have performances and who have things that they want to say that we will never see. And as long as... They are boxed out financially and because of what they look like and how they speak and just all these different factors. This is Some of this is even going on beyond union things. It's just something I've been thinking about. It's just, it's utterly heartbreaking that there are, that just, even to just think about, not even just thinking about the future, but thinking about the past. It's just, 
there are so many stories that will never be told. And they're sure as hell not going to be told if we are not paying people enough to live. And as long as these negotiations go on, there there will probably be some people that have to leave the industry that just can't, you know, sustain it. It doesn't it doesn't come down on them. It comes down to these these studios and, you know, these people that just want to grab as much money as they can, as if all their money is going to be gone. I can assure you, if you already have 400 plus million dollars and you got a yacht, I think you're going to be okay. Pay your writers, pay your actors, pay your performers, pay your storytellers. If there was any thing that was the catalyst of this show, it's something like this. The struggles of telling your story a lot of times come to how can I make a living? And, you know, and I've talked about how for myself, not only am I having a hard time finding the opportunities, but I also don't have the money to support, you know, at the moment, at least I don't have the money to support my artistic endeavors that aren't that I can't just freely do. Like, you know, at least when it comes to writing, which I've gone on a hiatus from my writing because I want to stand in solidarity. I know I don't need to do that, but for me, it's just how I feel. It's just what I want to do. And I just don't, I just hate that everything just comes down to just greed. And it comes just down to people wanting to make a buck off of other people's hard work and not wanting to pay those people the money that they deserve. It sucks. It bums me out. Like, I'm, I'm screaming. I'm looking out at the beautiful... A beautiful nature. I'm looking out at trees and I'm sad. Not because of the trees, because those are they're beautiful. But I'm sad at the world that they are that they grow out of just sucks. And it, it just it I know. I'm not a naive little child, you know, I'm not I don't have my blinders on to what's going on in the world. I know how the world works. It's just when you have especially when it's something that is the industry that I want to work in, it shouldn't have gotten to this point. It really shouldn't have. It really shouldn't have gotten to this point. It, if people were properly respected and given their due, this wouldn't have happened. But but money and agendas push those people down, and and it, it bums me out. And if if I can get to one of the picket lines, I would I would love to support. Uh, there, it's a little far from where I am now, but I stand in complete and utter solidarity with with SAG-AFTRA the WGA. You guys are fighting the good fight. All you, you know, every person that is there, every person that is doing things online, every person that is doing things at the unions, you are doing the work that will pave the way for so many storytellers to be able to do their craft and to work. And I, I stand with you. I salute you and I will support you however I can. Truly, utterly, I am. It has been, that has been the beautiful part of this is just seeing so many people come to to support and to to fight for these things that we need. I truly hope that a lot of what is being asked for is given because every people deserve it. I don't want to keep ranting about it. I want to to calm down, bring it back, you know, reel it in a little bit. But yeah, it, I couldn't not talk. I talked about it briefly last week, but literally the day last week's episode released, this you know SAG after went on went on strike so I would be remiss to not talk about it and I'm going to continue to keep talking about it and I'm going to have you know guests on and I I what you know I depending on where they are 
in you know what they what they do i'm gonna talk to them about it you know i was i was supposed to go to san diego comic-con but i i just had to back out just because i truly just couldn't afford to go even you know accommodations were made for me but even with those accommodations i couldn't go it's gonna be interesting to see what sdcc is like this year without the studios there without actors promoting things and hopefully maybe you know the comic industry will benefit from that it is still called comic con as a a lover of comics that's one of my favorite storytelling mediums probably right behind film and film is my top dog but comics i have a huge love of there are some if you're watching on youtube you can kind of see there are some on shelf over here there's a bunch i have maybe too many there's never any there's never no such thing there ain't no such thing as too many comics but yeah maybe maybe it'll actually be about comics who knows but i have i'm hopefully hopefully after the hubbub of that is over i have some some people i want to bring on some some people i know are going to that and there's one person in particular who i really would like to have on the show as a guest he is busy with with that he's doing a lot of stuff for that so hopefully i can get him on as a guest and i want to start reaching out to a lot of my my colleagues my peers people i went to school with i want to see you know i graduated college two years ago so i want to see where they are now how do they look at this situation what do they think it means for them and and so on it might be and even you know episodes have been around third you know 35 to 40 ish minutes around there or uh, a little under 40. I'm probably going to end this one here. I I don't have it because I personally don't have a ton going on. Like I said, I've, I've kind of set my riding aside for a bit. Some ways in solidarity, but also because I'm having to try and find a job. Not because of anything to do with the strikes. I already was looking for a job because I've just been in a free fall a little bit. And I just need to find my footing and find something that I can get comfortable with and that I can make a steady income from so that eventually I can get back to my personal work have money that I can use towards that. But I think that's going to do it for this edition of Not Just A Guy. A little bit of a shorter episode, but I think the passion was just as long as it has been, you know, just as powerful as it's been in other episodes. So uh, thank you so much for watching or listening. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you for listening. Please rate and review. If you are watching on YouTube, please comment, subscribe, like, let me know what you're thinking. You can follow the show at Not Just A Guy Prod, P R O D, on uh let's see that's the there's a twitter i uh, haven't, haven't really used it uh instagram and tiktok are the two main places that um you'll get updates and things like that little clips from the show so please go follow those you can follow me at garrett briones on instagram g-a-r-r-e-t-t-b-r-i-o-n-e-s i have been your host not just a guy the guy garrett briones uh if you're out there picketing wear sunscreen i support you stand solidarity see how you can support and i will see you all next time